Welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter for your Houston Texans on this Friday evening. Really appreciate you being with me tonight. I know it's been a a soggy evening for many of you. It's been an emotional day here in the building at NRG Stadium as we celebrate the life of Bob McNair, founder, senior chairman of the Houston Texans, and a guy that is and was so well-respected throughout the NFL. But I, I, you know, I used to see Mr. McNair just walking, you know, where our studio is. We're down at the service level, and that's where the locker rooms are, and so our cafeteria. And so, you know, everybody parks, and then they go down through the service level and then up the stairs to all of our offices. And so I would always see Mr. McNair just walk through the office, uh, a lot of times on Fridays, getting kind of a final final report, you know, what's going on, how are we looking for the game on Sunday. And it was just always comforting to see him uh, throughout the building. And it's been this year just a little different, just the, the void of Mr. McNair and then, of course, his passing a couple of weeks ago on Friday. And we're still, all of us, I think, uh, you know, dealing with the loss of Mr. McNair. Last week when we took on the Cleveland Browns, his wife Janice McNair was down on the sideline for the first time that I can remember seeing her all season. And I just saw her walk off with Hannah and Cal McNair and I just, I was just struck by how much uh, we're going to miss Mr. McNair. And uh, we say goodbye today with a celebration of life over here at the stadium. So it's been a really, really emotional day. But as we talked about with his passing, he was a competitive dude. He wanted this organization to take the next step to win championships. And that's what we got to do. And we got to take that next step on Sunday afternoon against the Indianapolis Colts. And we are less than 48 hours away from taking on the Colts for the second time. You remember the first one. It was the first win of this winning streak, the first win of the year up in Indianapolis. A house of horrors for this team over the decades, over the last, well, how many how many times have we been up there? 16, 17 times we've been up there. And it's been a rough go. And then in 2015, knocked them off. 2016, knocked them off. 2017, it's hard to even count that year on both sides. But then 2018, went up there and knocked them off. So three last four, we won up there. Now we got to do it here. We lost to Matt Hasselbeck in the Hasselbeck in a diaper game, as Mark says, in 15. Beat them in a huge comeback win on a Sunday night in 16. 2017, played the Colts here the very week after Deshaun had torn his ACL and went down on the final play. And there was an opportunity on a final play, but a sack negated it, and the Colts walked out of here with a big win last year. This year, a different story. These teams started 0-2. 0-3 oh, and 1-2. And and That's combined 1-5 and five to start the year. After that game, from that game going forward, that 37-34 win for the Texans, these two teams are combined 13-3. and three. Texans obviously 8-0 after that win. The Colts 5-3 and three after that win. Now those three losses, it's a common thread. Patriots to the Jets to the Jaguars, at Patriots, at Jets, at Jaguars. They are at Houston on Sunday. So hopefully that trend continues with them losing games on the road. Would love love to see it, and obviously the Texans have gotten pretty comfortable playing at home. They lost to the Giants in the first home game, but they have won them all since. 
They've not all been convincing, but the last three have been. They beat the Dolphins by 19. They beat the Titans by 17. They won last week by 16. Got to come in here and take care of business. Now, we're almost we're almost there, so I got to withhold my excitement a little bit. But we got a lot to do on the show. We got our hot reads coming up in a little bit. We're going to hear from Bill O'Brien in just a second. Then we got our deep slant interview of the week. This week it is with Demarius Thomas. Got my keys to the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. We'll go behind the mics with our men behind the mics segment with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, odd to say that. Bob Lamey had been the guy for so long in Indianapolis, but he retired back in preseason, and Matt took over, and hopefully he'll be the permanent guy going forward. Uh, but Matt Taylor will join us with our men behind the mics. I've got my Texans pick them, where I'm picking games straight up against the spread for all 15 games this weekend. And then we got our players segment, a little bit of player reporter with Kareem Jackson and a former player, NFL tight end and current Texans GM, Brian Gain with the game plan. So we've got plenty to do. But as I said, we kick it off every single day and every single show with hot reads. And they're brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. And because it is Friday... And because we are that close to the game, it's time to catch up with head coach of your Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien and Mark Vandermeer, did earlier today. Coach, how are the Colts different, in your opinion, from the last meeting? You always said Andrew Luck, same guy going into that one, and he proved that. But how has that team evolved over the course of time? Yeah, I mean they they've evolved in many ways. I th- I think teams that are that are um, you know that have winning records that are winning right now have all those teams have obviously improved, and that's what I always say. It's an improvement league. I think that when you watch the Colts, they've uh, they're doing some things on defense that are a little bit different. You know, they have a really good system, a very disciplined system, but they've added to it. Don't want to really get into all the details mm-hmm. of that, but they've added to it uh, special teams guy. I mean, they have some really good core special teams players that are playing at a high level, and then Andrew Luck, T. Y. Hilton. Ebron, I mean, th- these guys are hard to deal with. I think their offensive line, you know, Quentin Nelson, top ten pick at guard is uh, rookie guard is you know one of the better offensive uh, inside offensive linemen we've played against this year. So they're all getting better. Sometimes we talk about mobile quarterbacks, guys who can extend plays and such. But Luck has not a little of everything, a lot of everything. He could be a pocket guy, outside the pocket, run, whatever. Ultimate competitor, kind of you know, similar to our guy, you know, uh, guy that. Uh, Never believes that the play's over, and and you have to play to the echo of the whistle against Andrew because, you know, he's going to try to keep the play alive. He'll run, he'll do a good job in the pocket. He's very strong. He's hard to get down. Uh, you know, we've gone against him so many times. We have uh, great respect for him. What about your running game, Coach? How have you been able to be so consistent running the football when the opponent knows this is what you want to do? Yeah, I, th- I think that, uh, that you have to give credit to the players. Uh, the offensive line, the tight ends have really improved. I mean, there's been a lot of improvement there. Uh, I think Lamar and Alfred have really run hard. They're getting their pads down. They're running behind their pads. I think Mike Devlin, Timmy Kelly, these guys have done a really good job uh, of, of game plan and run, our running game every week. I think Deshaun's done a great job of really understanding the running game and, and how to get us into the right play. And so I think it's a combination of all those all those things, but give the players a bunch of credit. When you say get you into the right play, it could be the right running play, a, a choice among yeah. different runs when he gets to the line of scrimmage, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's simple math. I mean, you know, if you, depending on what your blocking surface is and, you know, what you're looking at defensively, you know, it's it's either good or bad. You know, they have – we always use the phrase they got one too many men's over there, so we got to go somewhere else, you know. So he he understands that uh, football is about uh, in the running game is about leverage and grass, you know. So where is the 
where is the leverage that you have and where is the most, uh, you know, uncovered grass. That's where you're trying to get the ball to, and you can do that in a lot of different ways. You talked about the tight ends and run blocking, but what about the pass catching aspects of what they've been able to do? Pretty solid so far? Very improved. I think, you know, it's hard uh, based on how we protect some of the things we do to, to involve them in the passing game more than we do. We'd like to involve them more. We continue to try to involve them more, especially in different areas of the field or different down in distances. But they, they've really, they're good team guys. They've really worked hard, and, and they're, they're, they're giving us what they can in the passing game, and you know, we're trying to get the ball to them. All right, final keys in pulling this one out. I think it always comes down to ball security, Vandy. I think if we can, uh, you know, we're plus eight now. Uh, we did a great job against Cleveland. Uh, there were some balls on the ground. We, we can't let that happen, and Indy, Indy will get those. We'll get those balls. So we can't. We can't let that happen. But if we can take care of the ball and we can create some turnovers, it'll be big for us. And then I think again, we've got to do a great job of uh, of playing on special teams, covering kicks, getting some return yardage. You know, our our drive start is pretty good. Our field position rank in the league is pretty good, and we've got to continue that. Thanks a lot, Coach. Good luck. Thank you. All right, let's move on to our next hot read, and that is the all important Friday. Injury report. Now, why is it all important? Well, first of all, you're week 14. Week 14? Week 14. I think that's right. Yeah, week 14. But you're also talking about the status report. So this is the one, doubtful, questionable, and out. So there are OUTs on both sides. Start with the Texans. Zach Fulton is out dealing with that hand issue it also probably gives Zach some time to rest that ankle a little bit as well. So expect Greg Mance to step in at right guard for Zach Fulton as Fulton is out. Now, here is where it gets a little bit dicey. The Texans, that leaves six offensive linemen. You'd like to go into a game with seven, but they only have seven, at, seven on the 53-man roster. So, they're they're all active, and now you've only got six. So, we'll see how that impacts the 46-man roster and what they do, whether they need to bring up a lineman from the practice squad or not. But Zach Fulton is out. So, we've got to see what's going to follow that as the Texans more than likely do not want to go into the game with just six linemen with Mance with the starting four. So, thinking Davenport. Sunil, Martin, Mance, Lamb, and then Martinez Rankin. Considering last week, Ken Lamb got banged up, Zach Fulton got banged up, you're probably going to want to have a seventh guy. So keep an eye on a transaction potentially happening that would add a seventh lineman. So just keep an eye on that. Just saying keep an eye on that. All right. Questionable for the Texans. Kiki QT, Jonathan Joseph, and Brennan Scarlett. Now, QT was out last week against the Browns. We know that. J. Joe and Brennan both went out of the game against the Browns. Jonathan with that neck and shoulder and Brennan Scarlett with the ankle. So we'll keep an eye on both of those as being questionable. Now, J. Joe was on the show on Tuesday at Fuddruckers and said, no, 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 I'm in. I'm in. It's the Colts. I'm in. List is questionable, so we'll see. Now, over on the Colts side, man, I thought it was tough for the Texans. Take a look at the Colts. Mo Alley Cox, tight end, out. Dontrell Inman, 
wide receiver, shoulder, out. Ryan Kelly, starting center, out. Safety, Mike Mitchell, out. Questionable for the Colts. Here come some important, very, very important names. Danico Autry did not practice. And I mentioned Danico Autry throughout the week because that's a guy that the Texans have got to keep an eye on. He had a great game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll talk a little bit more about him during our keys. But he is listed as questionable. He did not practice today dealing with a back. He did – that was the first day that I looks like that he had any such issue. So this is the first time he's popped up on the injury report, did not participate in Friday's practice. So he didn't participate. He's listed as questionable. T.Y. Hilton was a limited participant. Marcus Hunt, limited participant. Chris Milton, limited participant. They're all questionable. Nate Hairston, corner, is questionable. Yikes. The injury report is tough on both sides. You see starting linemen out on both sides, but you've also got a tight end, a wide receiver out for the Colts. That can impact Andrew Luck, we'll see, but keep an eye on that T.Y. Hilton. Did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, and only limited on Friday. He's listed as questionable. I would think he's going to give it a go. I don't think there's any way that T.Y. Hilton is not going to play in this game. That's just my gut. Just my gut. So there you go. Out Zach Fulton for the Texans. Questionable Brent Scarlett and Jonathan Joseph. All right. It's time for our deep slant interview of the week. This week it is Demarius Thomas. This is excellent. You do not want to miss this. Coming up next, DB Sidhu with Demarius Thomas right here at Texans All Access. Boy, it is a soggy Friday evening throughout the city of Houston. You guys stay safe. Be careful out on the streets. I know on the northwest, northeast side of the city apparently is where heavy rains have been coming down, but it's been coming down across the city. So you guys stay safe, um, and we will see you on Sunday. Hopefully this thing will clear out by Saturday morning, and you can get a decent Saturday morning, and hopefully everything will be okay at that point throughout the city. So it is, boy, it's tough slogging out there, I know, tonight. But I appreciate you guys listening to a Friday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter, and it's time for our Deep Slant interview of the week. I've been waiting for this one. Ever since he walked in the building, Demarius Thomas has been a very intriguing figure, and a lot of people want to hear from him. I think he is a sage, wise veteran, and I had a great time talking to him after the Titans game on Monday night, and I knew DP City would have a great time doing a Deep Slant interview with Demarius at some point. Well, that some point is now. It's our Deep Slant interview of the week with D.P. Sidhu is Demarius Thomas. D.P., take it away. First time I've had you in studio. How's it going today, Demarius? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing good. You've <laughs> been here for a little over a month. I feel like early on everyone talked about how you're going to fit in with the offense, moving to Houston, but now it's it's been about a month. So where do you feel like you're at as far as the offense and getting settled in and, and, and all that stuff? I could say uh, this week probably is my most comfortable uh, week you know, going into the game, um, game planning. I was telling one of the guys just a while ago, I was perfect on the walkthrough. I think that was my first time since I've been here. So, you know, it's it's been great. You know, getting uh getting on the trying to get on the same page with Deshaun. You know, that's gonna take reps, but uh, so far so good. Well, you had the two touchdown game against Tennessee. You looked pretty comfortable in that game. <laughs> what was that like? That's your first home game in Houston. It was obviously an emotional night because first game without Bob McNair. And then that was your first touchdown catch as a, as a Texan. Texas, it was your yeah. first home game. Uh, what did that mean to you personally at this point in your career? Well, like you said, you know, it was an emotional day. Um, I haven't been here 
you know, my whole career, but just, you know, hearing guys talk about Mr. McNair, um, of course, it was emotional for him and his family. You know, everybody wanted to go out and get the win for him. But also, you know, I was just excited. I felt part of the team. I felt home, you know, scoring a touchdown finally, um, two at that, first home game. So, you know, it was exciting for me. It was it was fun. And, you know, we got the W. That's all that really matters. So, you know, and the guys done brought me and done, done brought me in like I'm like I'm part of the team. So, you know, now I walk around like I've been here for a while. <laughs> you were two touchdowns <laughs> under your belt. That's pretty good. I feel like when you first got here, first of all, the fans were super excited as it was. But uh, early on, Bill O'Brien said that they really wanted to get you more involved in the offense. And I know after that first game at Denver, you had a couple of games where that he had said it, Deshaun had said it. What was the biggest challenge for you early on? The biggest challenge, I think, is was learning the playbook and going back to Denver and play. 